Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Great. Okay. Great? Yep. Yes? Yes. Good? Is this like okay. is this like too much? I just wonder whether it's off. It looks like I'm in some dark. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, it's whatever you prefer. Uh, the video is purely for our enjoyment yep. because we like seeing all of our handsome, supple faces. We could have done YouTube it. live, but you guys, did you guys, <laughs> yes. would you guys have said no? Uh, I mean, uh, well, now we make money off of the live streams, so I think we should do I don't know how to as access often it, as possible. It's just there. <laughs> People, wait a minute. We got what? 70 bucks just sitting on reserve. You don't know how to access it? I can't. Oh, and you know what else? YouTube takes a huge cut, so it was only like $37 or something. Are you serious? Holy oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I follow some podcasts, and they they say that YouTube take a big cut. All right, what? that's yeah. a massive cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost, that's almost that's insane. What the hell? I'm signing a lease this week, wow. so I got uh, I got to do a security deposit this week, and then rent the next week. So I'm about to be super dry mode. Here, I think folks. that we it's gonna be good. What we do thirty five is... quid would be pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, while we're live, I'm gonna ask you this. Okay. For my son's birthday was yesterday. My, yes. He turned 10. Uh, oh. He wanted a Dungeons & Dragons set. Yeah. Okay. How much would it cost to have you run a Dungeons & Dragons uh, to be the dungeon master for my family for a couple hours? Uh, how, many, how much per hour? Listen, I, I will do it for free. I love you guys. Okay, oh, you're we'll terrible. Pay. You're a terrible yeah, negotiator. I'm definitely paying you. <laughs> I, you I just, all, I, all I want is your love, so I'll, I'll do it mm. for free. That's true. Okay, well then, uh, I'm going to give you $10 an hour. Game? Well, yeah, we want to, like, the, the his starter kit comes with... Uh, came I know, with, I like, have the pre-made... starter kit and the essentials kit. <sighs> I forget what a nerd you are. <laughs> pre-made characters or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, they both want to play, and I'm sure that my six, seven-year-old is going to dip out quickly. Okay, sure. I think Oliver might enjoy it. And Aaron Aaron and I have played before, so she enjoys yeah. it. So Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh when are you wanting to do that? Uh, let's not worry about that right now. Let's do the podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, guys, I want to get into this. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, Declan for Declan Shelby's here. We didn't even do an uh, intro. The show <laughs> has started. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. God damn. I'll get us in here. Welcome to Stegman and his amazing friends. It's Ryan Stegman's podcast where we talk to uh, folks that he knows in the comic book industry. Hi, Ryan. How are you this week? I'm good. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so which one, one of two supple boys? Which one of you is Donny Cates? Because one has a spiky uh, hair and one's got a dyed you'd, hair. You'd, you'd, you'd think it's me. Donny lives oh, in a frozen me, hellscape right now with no power because right. uh, mm-hmm. Texas is, is frozen. Yeah, so. I, I haven't. I tried to kind of not pay attention to things anymore online, so yeah. but I got mm. the gist that like they're yeah, power, mm-hmm. like it's just ice town. There. Yeah, yeah. They really. Are, he really does have no power. He's got. Oh, wow. uh, 
his phone is charged because his neighbor had extra charging packs. Oh, um, but Damn. he is definitely like I talked to him for a few minutes today, but we, he even had to be like, I got to go because my phone only has so much juice left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, normally I, I think he was planning on being here this week. But of course, you know, well, the, the, happening. The, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's understandable. Um, I, I was only joking. I, did, I had no idea if uh, Danny was on this, but um, it's something I like about Ireland, man. Like the weather is just, bleh. you know, it's a little sunny. <laughs> It's a little cold. It's a little rain. Like it's there's no extremes, you know. Do they not you wake you up tomorrow snow? to find everyone covered in snow or anything? You know. No, I didn't no, know if you guys if you guys got snow. No, not really. I mean, we had a bit of snow the other day, but like snow for us is seeing some snow come down and yeah. it disappearing mm-hmm. when it hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Geez, look at the snow! It's nice, great." Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're it's the it's the only good part about snow is just seeing it come down and being like that's really pretty. Yeah, yeah. and then we, we, we you don't have to snow. deal with the aftermath. Yeah, we get snow sometimes. I used to um, I used to deliver coal, and uh, I hated it when it snowed because it was just dangerous. It was always slippy to to walk around, and you're carrying uh, weight on your back. It was it was pretty bad. But um, oh, we haven't had a we ha- I say we haven't had proper snow now in ten eight years or something. Okay. Wow. Yeah, well, see, we've see, got a I lot of snow. I don't here remember right the now. last day when it didn't snow here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Where, where, where are you guys actually? I, I'm in Alaska, so yeah. It's, it's, oh, right. Okay. We, I, we're yep. buried yep. right now, and I, I genuinely don't remember the last time I saw grass. So. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Michigan, and so is Griffin, and it mm-hmm. is cover. It's like we're under like ten inches of snow right now. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah it's been bad the past week uh week and some change has been pretty rough and quite cold nowadays i um, i was uh in florida over from i left yeah, thanks for the invite ryan that was real nice of you guys to extend a little invitation to the supple boys wow you guys had your getaway to florida very we were cool. trying to keep it you know we didn't want you guys getting coronavirus <laughs> but we uh i can't when was i there i was there from like monday through thursday or something but it was so pretty and nice and then I got home and I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? <laughs> mm-hmm. This It was Why hideous. Look it looks mm-hmm. awful. Because mm-hmm. you drive from the airport, mm-hmm. you drive through Detroit, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the summer it looks okay. But it looked really bad. And then it was <laughs> mm-hmm. overcast and it's just all that dirty snow on mm-hmm. the sides of the road. And yeah, because they got a packet full of sand and salt and shit. It's, uh, I know, that sounds way more appealing to me than Florida. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been to Florida loads, and like, I'm not really one for the sun. You know. I'm oh not, yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, I I like the sun when it's shining on something, and I'm in the shade looking at it. Right. So, uh, mm. I'm not. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm way too pale. I, I was gonna I say you not, got Irish skin. Very much so. It's it's Don't white like just... or burnt. Yeah. Mm. No in between um, for me. Okay. I, there was a question that I wanted to ask before we before Griffin interrupted us and made us do an intro. Have you played Dungeons and Dragons, and what are your thoughts on it? No, I have not. Um, I actually, I, I, I've, I've had a couple of drinks because um, mm, on Thursdays I play. Good. I generally don't uh, drink when I'm going to be on the internet because the likelihood of me saying something stupid is much higher. But mm. um, I play at Hero Quest uh-huh. with some friends of mine, which is a kind of tabletop game with like mm. a wizard and the barbarian. Um, but like, do you play that the, online, or do you go you you do that in person? Uh, yeah, it's online. There's a thing called tabletop simulator. So like okay. you have all the models and you move them around and stuff, which honestly is the most fun bit for me. Um, yeah. But um, so it's basic enough 
to be like a game which I can kind of be like get on board with. But they, they had to talk me into it because the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing does not sound appealing. And the whole Games Master stuff, like, there was a bit during the game today where, where our ma Games Master guy got a bit into it. I'm like, nah, 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 this is, I, I don't have time to be, I don't have time to be listening to this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, let's play the game. Um, but they're, I think he's trying to wean me on to, to Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I'm, I'm very adamant about not doing it. He's taking like the longest route to get you to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> he wants it that bad. <laughs> well, I think the other, they're, it's all friends of mine I play with, like, so it's more the crack with the lads I'm playing right. for, you know. Um, but I don't want to get invested in anything. It seems like everybody like, that didn't, that hasn't actively like seeked out the game themselves has like fifteen friends that are trying to get them to yeah. play it. Yeah. yeah. Ethan, like, did you bring a big boy drink? Did I what? Did you oh bring no, a big boy I didn't. Oh, I didn't. It would have been. A good I had call. one of those. They're yeah. Disgusting. Oh, <laughs> he's not a seltzer man. They're not very I good. Would. No. No, I I'm was, drinking uh, a seltzer right now, and I can admit it's just it's not good. Uh -uh. No. Yeah. No, there's another. Marvel was telling me about. Uh, this red claw thing. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And, and sure enough, I tried it, and it was it was not good. It's not good. Yeah. Were, they, were they were they talking it up to you? Yeah, Marvel was hyping up white claw. <laughs> are they getting sponsored yeah. by him? What's they're happening? They're like, it's they're like, it's awesome. You got you got to have uh, it. Like, it's right. it's it's the only the only thing is just like, all right, well, this is less carbs. This is not as much. Yeah, sugar, that's that's I why I that's drink it, it because I I love beer, but I just mm. I I'm at I feel like I'm at an age where like three beers and I am like so tired and i'm just ready <laughs> yeah. to go to sleep so they used yeah, to be I, like a social thing but they now make me anti-social i feel well, like. I, I don't i i um i i drink a lot but only when i'm like out mm -hmm. you know i don't i actually never drink at home until um this i'll have a couple of cans with the the lads while i'm playing that game otherwise or it was a friend of mine who was birthday was 40th birthday and uh we had some drinks uh, and like so I had more. I had maybe like six or seven cans, and I was destroyed the next day. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like having a meal, yeah. but you're drinking yeah. it. You guys look young enough to be able to hack it, though. Like you're not. No, no, no. That, well, that's, that like was why it was so curious, is because you're okay, absolutely yeah. right. I'm a young supple yeah. boy, and I can <laughs> I can put down a couple of drinks. <laughs> and uh, well, so you're had... only you're only four foot eight, though. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> you son of a bitch! You're right. It it does hit me a bit faster. Wait, Declan, mm -hmm. Declan, you just said that we're not old like you and Ryan. Are you guys the same age? Probably. I, when, how old I are you, Declan? I don't know. I'm, I just, just turned 39. Okay, wow, so okay, I turned, you got a I turned 40 face. in June. So yeah, we're both 39. Thank you. Oh, okay. well, so you're children, saying I look so. way older? Ryan has the face of like a like something you'd find by the sea. But but, <laughs> but, but Jacqueline, you're so shiny. <laughs> uh, I got I got you know uh, like I said I I'm not worrying about kids all the time, so I don't yeah. have any frown lines. <laughs> that's, or, you know. that's absolutely it. That's this is it. ridiculous. Now, but no, okay, because Ryan, we we saw a little clip of you and Donnie down you in Florida. You were doing the CGC signing, mm -hmm. and um, uh -huh. I saw a little video clip of you and Donnie. Donnie's growing his hair out. His hair's coming back after he cut it real short. And there was a point where you turned your head, and I was like, my man. You, oh, you got the, you got a little the, yeah the there it is let's back. go <laughs> yeah, yeah well it's good considering go tying the hair back for the last uh, you gotta do it no but i've, I've never it. my hair's never been this long i actually normally have a shaved head like i like i like that look that's i, nice. I was kind of thinking like i should grow my hair out <laughs> well i mean my thinking was like i'm not going to see a woman for a while so <laughs> <laughs> what's the point 
you know. Mm. I think Why you're increasing your chances with the women with that hair. That's all I'm saying. I, think I, I guess win. I went through the awkward stage. There's an awkward stage where it's like weird. Right. But now it's like, yeah, now it's flowing locks. Uh, I'm yeah. like a lion, if you will. Yeah. I pulled it back for like, uh, you know, the first time that people could really see me. I've done it before, like when I was in the back room sorting stuff. But at work, I pulled it back like at the service desk for the first time. And everyone was like, you pulled pulled your hair back and i was like yeah it's just, it's just fucking it's flying in my face i had to pull it back for a second and they're like it looks good and i'm like don't do this to me don't <laughs> <laughs> don't you goddamn do this to me oh that i it looks fine oh thanks ryan <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it good as opposed to fine yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. big Absolutely. fan of declan's yours i'm I don't yeah. know, 5 yeah. out of 10. Listen, I've been working yeah. on the top knot for a long time. Everyone knows, the fans of the show know that it's been it's been coming, and it's it's progressing, everybody. I want you to know mm-hmm. that by the time we're coming up on a, about a year since C2E2, um, and let me tell you, it's come a long way, folks, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud uh, of the progress we've made. It must be a year, right? Because I, um, I went to Comics Pro this time last year. It's been and... over a year, right? Because the we, we, we officially have crossed over in... Have we not? We have not crossed over. Not in the, yeah, that's right. So, no. I was on a cruise this time last year. Mm. Really? Yeah. And then I went to C2E. The cruise was, we were a little worried before we went because we heard about coronavirus, but it wasn't yeah. in the U.S. yet. Then we went uh, to C2E2, and I, that was where I kept rubbing Jerry Duggan's face because he was saying, don't do that. It's coming. It's coronavirus. And I was like, oh, come on, Jerry. It's fine. <laughs> very, very similarly, I was that weekend, I was in Comics Pro, and then I went to a different show uh, in, I can't even remember where it was now, the same weekend of C2E2. And I met Jerry the fu- uh-huh. the week in between, and yeah. he was talking about that virus as well. I was like, nah. Yeah, he knew everything about it. He told me everything that was going to happen. He's like, they're going to shut down the schools. Yeah, but Everything's going to be closed. Yeah, he's always on top of things too, oh, yeah. like, too much, you know. So oh, yeah. Sometimes if he's on about it, I just think, like, well, you're just kind of overacting a little. And I, that was my reaction this time. But uh, he was right this time. So. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. before before the election, I was getting all anxious about the, the Trump-Biden thing. And I, was, I just texted Jerry. I was like, Jerry, tell me exactly what's going to happen. And he said... <laughs> Biden's going to win. Trump's going to act like a baby. It's going to be a huge mess for a while. But don't worry. Biden will be the, the president when it's time. How did he know? And I was like, yeah, I don't know how he knows. He yeah, he's knows really everything. plugged in. He's, he's yeah. pretty plugged in. Did, did he mention that there would also be a raid on the Capitol and we'd all be so desensitized by that point that by the next he day did, we would but all, but all be like... I laughed so much when he told me that. I was like, Jerry, you have <laughs> wacky ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but he was right. It's crazy. Yeah. Thinking, thinking yeah, back on C two E two, and you're saying like, ah, is okay, Jerry. But I also remember there was another, there was an undercurrent of everyone being like, this is the last Comic Con we're all gonna go to for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I put, at one point I put on surgical gloves and I was signing with that, and then finally I was like, what does this matter? Like, <laughs> I'm still touching my face if I need. Like, I'll just wash my hands, and then my hands were all sweaty. But I, nobody knew what to do. You were just like, I don't know what to do. No, here. totally. All all people were doing like, no, we we are not shaking hands. Yeah, I think is that going to be good? Is that going to be enough? And, and surely it was. CB I had like I a was, cough. I was thinking like, and I was fuck like, that man. I'm going to shake fans' hands. Like I'm not yeah. going to like. like <laughs> <laughs> fuck. We were all children well, then. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So so well, blissfully unaware. I will say this: Aaron and I both kind of agree on this that the. We, I hate the winter. I do not mm. like living in 
the winter. I don't don't want to ski. I don't want to do anything outside. I want to not go outside. And we basically haven't this winter. And somehow that seems to have made it go by faster. Mm. Already? Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. kind of like skipped it. Well, I remember last January felt like four years in and of itself. And now this year, January oh, fucking flew by. I don't know what it was, yeah. man. Um, well, Ryan, I think the supples are going to relocate to Arizona. Are you you want to come? Oh, we've talked about doing that. That's got they've had the most sun per year. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're all well, going to Arizona. Let's get you want to. Hey, I'm going to no, need Declan's a out. He doesn't want the sun. No, no. no, 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 no yeah, 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 Declan's yeah, a Seattle trying. man. Mm. I get that. I like. I, well, that I mean, was, yeah, I, that's went, what I went I to Seattle go. and Portland before, and uh, I'm like, yeah, this is just like home. Yeah, it's fine. I would imagine that's about the same climate, right? Yeah, pretty. I was surprised. Pretty... I wasn't expecting it to be, but yeah, Portland was pretty much the same as Ireland. Nice. I would love to go to Ireland. Me too. It's, Me too. Looks pretty awesome from that Amy that's Adams movie I saw. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> the Amy Adams movie I saw. <laughs> oh right, um, the one where they drive from Wales to Ireland, right? Yeah, it's terrible. There's no road. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I, that's I never thought we would talk about leap year on this show. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but remember I saw the trailer. I'm like, that is too offensive. I can't yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it would be like if somebody made a movie about Michigan and it would start like people that weren't from Michigan. I'd be like, I'm not watching that. Piece of shit. There's there's a new one out that came out like last month or something, and yeah. everyone in Ireland was just going on about it. It's called Wild Mountain Time. And oh it's yeah. Got, um, Jamie Dorman and uh, Emily Blunt, John Hamm. Christopher Walken plays an old Irish man. Yeah. Oh, God. Can he even can he do accents? <laughs> That's a great I thought everyone was saying his accent's terrible. I thought it wasn't too bad actually. Wow. Okay. Um, All right. But everyone I know in Ireland was like, "This, this is ridiculous." Hollywood's fucking stupid, like you know, <laughs> view of Ireland. And I actually, I thought it looked, I thought it looked like a laugh. So. Yeah. You, did I you think, see it or no? No, no, I haven't seen it. I do want to see it though because I was the one going. I, you know what? I think this is going to be good. And everyone right. was like, "There's something wrong with you," but uh, I should have the the courage, <laughs> my convictions, and actually watch it. You need to watch it, and then if it's bad, you still say it's good because you've already you've already put <laughs> yeah, it out there. You I'm can't, too far in now. I can't, yeah. I can't go why, back. Yeah. Why don't we all watch it, and then we'll do a, a follow up episode, uh, <laughs> and we can all judge Christopher Walken's accent. Yeah, uh, Declan, I didn't tell you this, but you have to be here every week now. Every week from now on. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> yeah. We should do it. We should do a commentary track on leap year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it hey, would just oh, be us being like, year. I don't know, is that like Ireland? And would be like, no, it's not. <laughs> but the, the worst thing is like the, the, the films that I would say are the best like film Irish films are kind of depressing and like are about the IRA or something, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. There's no, there actually there are some really good Irish films that aren't into the kind of... Was, um, was In the Name of the Father about the IRA? Yeah, it was a, it's a true story about... Um, oh, what's his name? Jerry... Jerry. I liked that movie a lot. But it's I great. It's a great so film. Um, uh, who directed it? It was um, so John Borman, I think. And uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I actually rewatched it there recently and um, it, it really holds up. Especially like, to, yeah, with, like to you know, it's a true story as well. Yeah. You know, it's insane. Uh, nice. And uh, Ryan has very, very cleverly uh, named the Skype group The Irishman Men. I saw that a, a, f- a, f- a fun play on Martin Scorsese's what? The Irishman. Sheridan, Sheridan's an Irish name, right? It is. Yeah he's, yeah, he's from Ireland, yeah. And then Ethan, I don't know, are you Irish at all? I'm definitely part Irish. I just had my 23andMe done. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm all 
I'm all European, so I'm a lot. I'm over half German, and then a lot of French, Irish, and English, just mm. all over the. I think I'm. I think cool. I'm mostly Native American, and <laughs> and then just and then just white bread. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> you're 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 one one part Cherokee and to nine parts. Uh, Wonder Bread, yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. To really bleach yeah. out the interesting bit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, I apologize uh, if this is just stupid nerd question. I'm just kind of, kind of curious because the two of the more recent Star Wars films shot at Skellig Michael Island, and I'm wondering oh, yeah. how did the public receive them? Were people excited? Or were they kind of like maybe, oh, maybe this. don't, maybe don't? Oh yeah, sweet. Awesome. No, I, there was a little bit of a worry because it's um, it's a uh, it's protected yeah. area. Um, yeah. But I mean, but they were, they were filming up in Donegal as well. But like, ah, oh, we love that shit. Like, nice. Okay. Fuck like, yeah. <laughs> any placating to us at all? Like, we love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, nice. Barack Obama. There's <laughs> Barack Obama had a pint here, and we're all like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Barack Obama Plaza in like the the town where he had a pint. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, and what awesome. basically it's just a little a crappy little service station you know oh, and, like, and i swear you can go you can get little barack obama coins and like i uh, if there's especially if there's money in it like yeah we have no problem reinforcing oh, stereotypes that's, awesome. that's yeah. awesome and you know what they did such a they did such a good job capturing what appears to be the natural beauty of that place especially in eight that move yeah, that like, shit I think looks there's very incredible little, I mean, uh, the port, those little pork things, they weren't on the island. But uh, <laughs> no. from from what I hear, it was all. I mean, a lot of the structures were the same. They didn't yeah. touch anything like that. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's that sort of stuff that uh, you know really makes it makes you realize, oh, this shit is on Earth. Uh, well, this the these, these um, otherworldly places. The, Very the cool. fight scenes in Braveheart were made in Ireland. Um, the D-Day bombing scene in um, Saving Private Ryan that really? was in Ireland because wow. nice. it's always all over the papers whenever like a big film. You know, right. and, and in the like late '90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of because we have like tax breaks here, basically for for films. So, um, mm-hmm. like Vikings, that show, it's all, all those exteriors are are, are shot here. I, I nearly went to go do a be an extra in Vikings because I really like the show. <laughs> it's dope. But like, I was like, eh, I gotta wait outside all day, and then you got a queue to be an extra. I'm like, I got, I think I was drawing Venom at the time, back when it was cool. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> I, was like, I just don't have time to like. I, I can't just stand around on the off chance of being an extra. I, I had a chance to be an extra, or not an extra. When the Super Bowl was in Detroit, the Rolling Stones were playing the halftime show. And it was like, yeah, you can be out like there on the field during the halftime show. And then I read what you had to do. And it was like, you have to be there every day for like four hours while they rehearse. And you if you don't show up one time, then you're out and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, well. That's no was, longer fun. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't show up for practice for the Super Bowl halftime show, and Ryan Ryan can so in, so frequently not make it to a weekly recording of a podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, some, something tells me that probably wouldn't have worked out. I can imagine Ryan's like, what, I don't get to go on the field and throw the ball? I'm yeah. out of here. Fuck that. Uh, I, Fuck I wanted that. to get on stage. What the hell? Yeah. Well, uh, has nobody here heard of King and Black? <laughs> yeah, come on, no. Even though it's 2006. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Declan, you just you just mentioned you, you had some Venom work, of course. It's something that ties you and Ryan together. I'm curious yeah. how you guys uh, know each other. Um, when did you guys meet? I, I don't. I don't know. Just, um, it was mostly online. Like, be, like we've met each other at shows. We've definitely had some beers together. Mm-hmm. I think um, we, we started at Marvel around the same time. 
Yeah, very much at the like almost at the exact same time. I'd say I remember I remember your art coming up because uh, were you on Comic Tort or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yes. So like all of a sudden there was this whole collective of artists. It was like you, Mitch Garrids, uh, yeah, Mike Hawthorne, Chris Omni, Evan Shaner, yep. um, uh Mike Hawthorne, all these guys who've got great careers now. You know, right. Um, and you guys were all doing like a, a, a sketch group where it was like every week you guys did something uh, on the same theme. And that's where I first heard of your stuff. And then I think I, for a long time, I thought your name was D-Clan. I'd never heard the name Declan. Uh, yeah, and, no, I, I, it's, it's become more popular recently. Yeah, I hear it in has. films now. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah. And Jerry remember, Duggan's kid. Yeah. 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 Jerry as well. Jerry's uh, uh, kid. Um, I am. Um, I've heard, um, I think um, Eric at Image uh, was, was when we told me my name was Declan Chalvet. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds very. Yeah. I should have gone with that. <laughs> I, said, I said Declan to Kevin Mellon, and he was like, he like made fun of me relentlessly for it. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I can't. Got it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Win. Do you know what I think actually is I get a lot from like um, a lot of like uh, black fans will think my name's Declan. I think it's because of like DeAndre and. Um, Oh yeah, know, like, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Like so, they're used to kind of like how mm. that name separates. So for that, right. that's what it sounds like. I mm. think that's yeah, why. You, sh- you should put the uh, apostrophe in there. <laughs> just throw one. You in. Should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But yeah, so then we we just kind of knew each other online, and we've we've hung out a few times at Marvel parties and whatnot. Yeah, like I've gone to a lot. Of, I've gone to a lot of shows over in the states and stuff. So mm. I'm like, I don't think we've hung out proper, but like we've always had a, a chat here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember bumping into you and having a little chat now and then, but I don't think we've like gone anywhere together or had dinner or anything like that. I would say that this is the this is the longest chat we've had, and uh, I realize now that we. I was going to say something. I was going to say we should have had longer chats before because I'm enjoying it, but Aww. you know, yeah. if you got to go <laughs> to each to each their own. I'll I'll say this. This is this was the easiest half hour of chatting that we've had on the podcast, maybe Holy ever. Shit. Declan, you've you've, you've well, got the, what can I say? Whoa. You got the best chemistry of all five guests we've had on here over the course <laughs> really? of a year and a half. I'll say. Is this is this better than the first thirty minutes of last episode? Bidet. Bidet. Listen, it's gonna be hard to ever top that, Ryan. And I that I, I just I favorite. just discounted it out of the conversation because we never will. Um, mm-hmm. Declan, last week we opened the episode with 15 minutes discussing uh, bidets and why they're, of course, superior to wiping with any sort of toilet paper. And also, right. how do you wipe your butt after you poop? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to answer that. You can if you want. Um, oh, you know, I mean, like, I have my technique. I mean, everyone's got yeah. their technique yeah. down. Well, you know? fans, are, uh, fans are frightened when they found, were frightened when they found out that some of us were initially standing wipers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. It's, uh, it's no good. He gets it. I've had friends. I've had that conversation with friends, and the look of disgust when they're like, "You yeah. don't stand up." Like, yeah. you do. You do. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's we, we, deter- we determined that sitting is the superior way. I used to be a stand up person until I found out that you could sit and do it, and then I was like, "Of course, that makes so much." All right, we don't need. <laughs> we were getting into it again. <laughs> it just make- I don't see how you're being thorough if you're standing up. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> totally agree. It's back. You know. It's back. All right. Okay. Uh, I, did, um, I did a convention in uh, Italy not too long before uh, the virus struck, and uh-huh. um, they had a they had a bidet and um, a kind of like a, a, you know a small shower thing, uh-huh. like so you'd you'd kind of put it down and turn it on and it would, <laughs> and uh, I just did it for just to see like and it and it was really nice. The water yeah. was nice and warm. I'm like, 
I can see how they get into this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's what <laughs> Griffin and I. Property like a like an, like like not like an animal. That's you what know. Griffin and I in our burgeoning careers like the goal is to make enough money to yeah. where we can have bidets throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That we talk about it every step of the way. Like yeah. a not even like not even in the bathroom, just yeah, the, the hallway, sink in the kitchen, uh, <laughs> on the couch, on the couch yeah. for sure. Yeah. That just makes sense. Installed on the couch. <laughs> um, um, but yes, can I read you, a couple? Because we last we week we did reviews. ask people to just without any context reviews for the show, to just review the show and say mm-hmm. how they wipe, mm-hmm. like with no <laughs> other like not explaining why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So we have one review from Blink One Eighty Three X. For science, I stand when I wipe. I feel like I can get a deeper clean. And he he graciously told us that he's a 22-year-old male. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Mewis says, ASL. when I poop, I sit. ZJ Burt says, wipe, wipe, wipe. Definitely sit when I wipe. If you stand and wipe, it's scientifically proven maybe that you're a psychopath. And then we have one other one, but it's too long. And so... I will say to all the people that sent photos, you didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Ethan. I found found them educational, and I thought maybe we should share them with the (laughs) listeners that are uneducated about how to properly wipe their ass, but that's fine. Um, Um, Well, we don't need to talk anymore about shit. You know we should talk about? Something that's not shit. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Immortal Hulk Flatline. Oh, Oh, hey. Very Uh, good transition. That's the best review I've gotten. Not who, shit. I was disappointed. Yeah. I love, I loved it, but I gotta say, oh, thanks, I was really disappointed that you didn't letter it. <laughs> ne- never lettering is for <laughs> the scum of the earth. Oh yeah. man! Wow. So you had the you had the duties of writing, drawing, yep. inking, and you even colored it. I did, but like you just couldn't man. take the extra step. And no. So, I, have you ever lettered? <laughs> no. It's of horrible. course not. I'll <laughs> no, never do that. I, I, I did it when I was starting out. I remember because um, you know I didn't I didn't have a computer or anything, so I, I, I you know I think I bought the DC book on coloring and lettering. So I like did it, and uh, it took me as long to pencil a page as it did to letter. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, and then I did use a computer for like my first indie book ever, and it was fine. But I just I hated it. I hated using Illustrator. I hated the whole experience. And oh like, yeah. Now what it did teach me was to accommodate for lettering when you're drawing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, so it was very good in that regard. Like that served me well over the years. With that, honestly. But I also learned I never want to do that again, ever. <laughs> right. So. I used to do balloon placements. I was an intern at Top Cow for a while, and that that wasn't so bad. That's not bad because you, it's there's almost like an art to it. But the the lettering, I've seen, you know, like I've had Marshall Dillon's a good friend of mine, and I've watched him do it where it's just like you just hear tap 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 tap, you know, and it's like he's not even reading the script as he's going. <laughs> he's just putting <laughs> stuff in. I'm like, oh. But yeah, but no, the, the, the book was awesome. I have a, so my first question, mm-hmm. uh, did you always want to be a writer, artist, colorist, all of the things, or did you start out just wanting to be a, an artist and then you started to want to write or like, what was, where was your head at, um, at the beginning? I, I think like when I was a kid, I just wanted to, to draw. I mean, that's right. it. You know, if uh-huh. I'm being honest, like I, I, I'd love to. I just make out like I've always been an auteur, but somebody had just to give me the chance. But um, no, I was happy. Like when I started Marvel, I was drawing Thunderbolts and stuff. I was like, this is it. This is the yeah. dream. But right. um, I think um, just over time, um, you just kind of want to spread out your your skill set more. Right. And um, I, I'd, you know, I inked myself and I'd been messing around with a little bit of coloring and stuff. But um, I, um, 
writing wise i think i remember when i was i was doing um injection and like you know i was close with the writer and colorist and the colorist was doing all these other books and the writer was doing all these other books and i was the one guy on, on this one project which is great but like I, I did envy that they could do like a crime story and a superhero yeah. story and mm. i just put everything into this one thing um and i realized well i could maybe write something on the side that's right you know time wise it's not as uh, time consuming um and i've been listening to like while i was drawing comics i've been listening to like lectures and you know writing conferences and stuff like that so that was kind of my hobby was to listen to people talk about writing and, right and i just kind of wanted to expand my my skill set and then i mean i've done some some writing and, and drawing since then and then um, when the hulk one shot came up i've been coloring my own covers for the last two years mm-hmm. and i just kind of thought like is it worth kind of taking that extra step like could be coloring covers is not the same as sequential pages you know yeah it's way more work well same right. with drawing in general um but i thought like it would be not i also kind of hadn't had anything out in a while um uh i had a i had a punisher uh series with terrible covers that never came out <laughs> um, i don't know who did those I'm, I don't know either. they were bad <laughs> though. Uh, so it had been a while since i had actually i actually had any art out and because there was enough of a, of a flexibility with the schedule. I, they they were up for doing it, so um, I thought, "Fuck it, why not try and ex- expand my skill set even more and see if it right. works or falls flat in my face?" Mm-hmm. And I thought it worked great. I thought that the nice. colors were a highlight of the whole thing. Yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. absolutely, no, for sure. Um, but it was it was nice to kind of have an idea and take it through all the way. Because I mean, I mean, I, I know about you, but like I would think in black and white when I was drawing. And yeah. then you hope for certain things in color, and then mm-hmm. whatever, especially when you have great colors, like say Frank or yeah. uh, whoever else, you, you trust them to do great stuff. Um, but like uh, little things like um, when the, the main protagonist comes in and like the, the, the exit sign is green, mm-hmm. you know, and like trying to use green as a storytelling tool rather than right. just the whole book looking green. I, I hate mm. Green Lantern and Hulk books where you pick it up and it's just like green. Um, right you know my my thinking was like you know less is more and try use it like getting to use those storytelling tools which you don't get to do when you're just penciling or inking you know? yeah i hadn't really thought i mean i i've never i'm not uh i feel like the the only reason i don't color anything because i can do i'll do my cover comps i'll color them mm-hmm. but they're just like the tools to me are daunting in photoshop oh, and i well, feel like i get in the weeds and i start noodling at it well, you know i, I think I, I know some artists tend to try to like to color themselves and i don't necessarily think that's always a good idea right uh, there's a couple of artists i really like and i've seen them color themselves i'm like that's awful they should have let, yeah, let matt wilson do that you know right um but i remember i was doing little color roughs when for covers uh-huh. and i talked to matt wilson um about it and he he was he gave me some great advice he said like your ideas are good you just don't know how to to do them effectively right so um i kind of cheated a bit I am. Um, I was doing covers for um, Old Man Logan, and I thought, okay, I'm going to use three colors, just like red, kind of brown, because like the Western feel, and mm-hmm. white. Right. And I just kept the color scheme really, really limited. So I only had like choice between like red, dark red, brown, dark brown, white. Right. And every cover I would like try to because one thing I was terrified of was brushes. You know, using brushes in Photoshop, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, a friend of mine uh, lives with me. He's a, he, he colors some books, and um, he saw I was coloring with a mouse. Uh, oh yeah, 
uh, which is just how I'd always done it. And um, I said, do you have any brushes I could use? He's like, and he just gave me this Wacom tablet. He said, I will give you this tablet. Uh-huh. Sorry, he's, no, he said, I'll give you the brushes if you promise to use this tablet. Like, <laughs> Deal. Right. Um, and, and, and by, like, so every month, like I was doing a, an, an Old Man Logan cover every month. So I would try a different brush and just, just use that as like, like experiment a little bit each month. But it wasn't too daunting where I was, um, I was totally overloaded. And by the time that series was over, I felt like I had a good handle and I started doing more, you know, realistic colors and stuff. And, um, uh, but yeah, I just, I just kind of gave myself a little space to chip away at it, basically, you know, because what Matt Matt said was very helpful was that, like, because the ideas can be terrible, you know, Mm -hmm. so knowing that the ideas were okay, I just had to figure out how to do it, which is a much more practical question rather than I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, so I think that if I had to immerse myself in, if I had no choice, then I'd probably learn how to do it. But I, I just every time I do it, I start and I'm like, oh, there's so many people better than me. <laughs> but you know, like if I, and then I definitely do tend to think black and white. So then I don't necessarily have an idea for every single thing that I do. So I feel like I'd be just completely lost. But that's why I have you know that's why Frank is, mm. like you said. But uh, yeah, so another question I had was did you come to so will moss edited this right mm-hmm. uh did you come to will with the idea for this or did he come to you and say we want to have a an immortal hulk one shot mm-hmm. um uh, it was well i guess it was a mix i emailed him um a question i i said uh, can i moon you um <laughs> and by that i meant like you know do you have anything because i because i think i was working i was working on two different things and they both kind of went up and the and the air um, Punisher book I had one more mm-hmm. issue to do and it just got paused with because COVID. of the COVID yeah. yeah and then I had a different thing lined up uh, and that fell apart so it's like huh I've got no jobs <laughs> which was weird because I'm, I'm actually you know I'm quite lucky that I generally kind of have a good idea what I'm doing for the next yeah. year you know not a lot of people um, have that liberty but um, uh, but I've worked with Will before he's the guy who actually hired me to write first. Right. Uh, I, I did a Nick Fury short, short stories for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had emailed me at the time saying, hey, do you want to write and draw something? I was like, actually, he was very smart. He said, I was going to ask if you could draw this, but I know you'd be too busy. So I'm going to ask if you want to write and draw it. I was like, damn, he got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because he was right. <laughs> I didn't have time, but I made it work. Uh, right. Because I get to write and draw at Marvel. But um, uh, yeah, I just had basically said it was like, if there was anything going, I wasn't locked in. So um you know no 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 worries either way but if there was something like let you know let me know and he happened to have these hulk annuals uh i don't think he had they had done one they did one jeff lemire and michael mundo and i think he just happened to be looking for somebody at the time so it was just good timing perfect yeah he's he uh i haven't worked with him but he's one of my favorite i know he would be one of my favorite editors if i did work with him like anytime you talk to him He's so like uh, he's he's very good with uh, the, like throwing out ideas that actually like if you're in the room with him when you, when you're pitching an idea he mm-hmm. just gets in there and he has great ideas right away and mm-hmm. then he all he seems to pick uh, like his, the the creators that he does pick like you or he's doing a book with Daniel Warren Johnson he's do, mm-hmm. he, he's doing the Beta Ray Bill book mm-hmm. um, you know I always feel like he he has a really good eye for. The types of creators that I like, so yeah, uh, Vision was his mm-hmm. Squirrel yeah, Girl, right. mm-hmm. Black Bolt. Um, oh yeah, like, all like, those are kind like kind of Thor, edgy. The whole, yeah. all that Thor before um, 
that new fella started doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's uh, his like, name? I mean, that was all well, like so many quality books, and not just quality books, but like interesting ones. Things are like yeah. Squirrel Girl was a, was. I mean, that's how a big did that swing. get approved? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and that, that's not a that's not a slide mm-hmm. against it. Like it is, mm-hmm. it takes somebody with, for lack of a better term, vision. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you know somebody mm-hmm. who has an idea of uh, who's willing to try something different, who right. uh, who will innovate. You know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, not a lot of editors do that because they're so busy, just stopping the house from going on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, it like for example, Will, Will asking me to write. I think that's an editor who's who isn't just looking at me as an artist he was looking at me as a storyteller right and that means he really i think because he really liked injection and he really really read it and he really saw something in it mm-hmm. and i don't think a lot of editors it's not that they can't do that it's just that they just you know how many artists are late or how many right you know like things are going off so you have so many editors doing so many books he's trying to keep everything on, on track so that's why i i am um, a lot of respect for him because he, he finds a way to make that happen you know um yeah and I will the books say he's done speak for themselves, I guess. For sure. Um, I always realized once I started writing some stuff that because um, I've written, you know, not very many things, but I've written a couple. And I felt like I feel like every writer should try this because at the very least, it made me realize what the editor's job is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I I was just like drawing at home and then I would turn in pages and then occasionally there'd be a note like every fifth page and it was just like you know i'd just be annoyed with editors you know (laughs) and but then you but then you see how create that their job is actually i've told Devin this because i've been in the room a couple times when we've pitched stuff and you find out that their job is much more creative Mm -hmm. and the the ones with vision like like what we were talking about with will uh are the better ones and you start to learn that like i i really have a great deal of respect now for editors that i didn't really I didn't disrespect them. I just thought their job sure, was different than it they're was. They're the guys who get you work. That's yeah. what you're thinking of. Like they might right. hire me, you know. And you know, you are kind of in a position where you are because actually, I think we got talking an email because I was thinking of doing something at Image, which I did end up doing. Right. And you were maybe thinking of doing it, but you ended up like going exclusive. I think. So mm-hmm. it was interesting. I think it was interesting because I went one way and you went the other. Um, right. And it's really interesting to see where how things things go, you know. But um, I think uh, you're not. Like you're not really clued in with like, I, I remember, I heard that somebody didn't want me for De- Deadpool, uh, right? Jerry wanted me on Deadpool, and uh, you know you hear those stories afterwards. Um, uh, same with other books too. Like you, you are not in the room when those decisions are made. Yeah, absolutely. So, so much of your career is down to like, if somebody likes you or doesn't like you, and you yep. have no say in that. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas writers get asked, uh, you know, who do you want on this book? Uh, do you have anybody in mind? You know, it's for artists. It's like you're trying to like get a little bit more control over your work all the time. Mm. Um, yes. Uh, and yeah, what editors do is really creative. But from an artist's point of view, it's basically it's is there a schedule? What's the schedule? And can I? Move yeah, I thought it was like clerical, like a clerical job almost. Yeah. Like just yeah. make my schedule. Logistics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it turns out they're good at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? And, and like you know. It's tough. Be, like you see how many things that they have to work on is crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And how many? Oh yeah. How many people they're working with, you know? Yep. Um, I, I saw somebody complain about an artist going, "How do they get this, this job?" And um, I, I don't like. I didn't like the artist work okay, myself. Okay, it was me. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> definitely me. But uh, I was thinking like, um, well, they're probably really reliable and good to work with, and have never screwed over right the editor. And 
I, when I was younger, I'd be like, you know what they should do? They should get like this artist. He's amazing. And then you get a bit older and you find out that that artist is completely unreliable, has screwed mm. over editors all the time. So you're like, you know, once you get a peek behind the curtain, there's so many like just purely practical reasons mm. these things oh, I had happen. A- I had a great conversation with an editor. I'm not going to say who the editor was or who the artist was, but this is an older artist. He's not really doing anything anymore anyway. But I mean, this was an artist that I was like, this guy is fucking amazing. And I was like, there's so little of his work. And I said, you worked with him. Why doesn't he do more? And he said, he is the weirdest person in the world. He said, when you called his house, his mom would answer and she would stay on the phone with him while he was talking to me. And she would answer the questions for him. And then he would just say, yep, yep. And that was the relationship. And then he he just would like disappear for huge periods of time. And then he would come back and, you know, like he'd get the work in a little bit late. So he was just yeah. like, after a while, I was like, I can't be a party to this anymore. We're, talk, like, we're talking about Chip, <laughs> right? That's Chip. <laughs> yeah, that's Chip. But I was just like, I used to have a girlfriend who was a colorist. And that's how I learned about a lot of this stuff because I'd only ever knew, like me, me and my Irish, there's a few Irish artists who mm-hmm. uh, do work at the big two, like um, Will Sliney and Stephen Mooney and Nick Roach. Mm-hmm. And we're all similarly minded in that, like, you do the job, you know, right. given a deadline and you get the script and you do the job. And I think we've, we've something of a kind of a, a workhorse mentality, you know. Um, but like, I would hear stories through, uh, through, through my old girlfriend and like, just nuts, crazy behavior. And you're like, how oh, yeah. the hell did they get away with that? And a lot of them would get away with it because they were names uh-huh. and editors would just kind of have to yeah. suck it mm. up, you know? And there was like, there was one artist who disappeared to go ride a motorbike and just didn't tell anybody. Yeah, you know, like, I've heard and, a lot about that. Yeah, and it's, it's I, not, I mean, think I know who that is, actually. Yeah, <laughs> probably do. Um, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, and like, it can't, I guess it's not really that surprising to think about it because we're all basically locked inside on uh-huh. our own most of the time right um, and we're also total dorks and weirdos and we're kids. <laughs> yeah so we've all grown up to like me i think i've just like i just think everybody in comics is crazy and right. some of us have just socialized a little bit better than others right you know um and then these drive you a little bit crazy too the whole being home by yourself i think sure like i actually i think i think editors are probably having a hard time now because uh, like i envy them like i thought i i really would love to have been in marvel for a, like I've been in there, but I'd love to like do do a day of work in there just mm-hmm. to, um, you know, because they go to work and they go get lunch and they go they talk to each other and stuff like that. And now it must be really hard to manage everything just off of their laptop. Like that must be a real uh, culture shock for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That I think that I've I've had that conversation with a lot of people, and they're like uh, talking about how hard it is to work from home. And I'm like, you know, it was, but this is a year, whatever, fourteen or. 13 or however many years I've been doing this where now it's easy for me. But I do remember that, that at first, like the, the, that feeling of you'd sit down to work and you'd think that you were getting stuff done. And then you're just like on instant messenger or something back, yeah, you yeah. know, back then. And you realize you had spent like four hours doing absolutely nothing. And then you'd be like, oh, I gotta work, you know, and you gotta pay attention. Yeah, and it's tough. And like people stay, I mean, this is such a weird conversation, but like people stay in contact in weird <laughs> ways. And I fell out with or I, they fell out with me, an artist, because they were t- they were texting me on Skype, and mm-hmm. I don't like I never have Skype on. I don't like well one I can't I can't text all day I can't because I'm trying to draw, right. um, and I try to have Skype off because I don't want people calling me because I'm trying mm-hmm. to concentrate you know right um, and then like 
there's people who will only talk on Facebook and there's people who will only talk uh, I, I oh, tend yeah. to DM I, I'm more of a, like a DM on Twitter right. uh, reaching out to people but people have their own kind of um, it's like they've siloed into their own social media that right. they prefer and if you want to talk to them you have to be on a certain yeah. <laughs> certain format to do with it. so it's so weird but um but no, I, I do feel like like I I'm I can do it, but like somebody having to do it all of a sudden this year must be a huge culture shock, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a do you, so you don't talk to people like live like on the phone while you're working? No, I do. I mean, I've had inv- have people have inv- invited me before. I, when I I lived in Scotland for a while and I did talk to people then, for some reason, and then I started sharing a studio, and I felt like an asshole if I was talking while mm-hmm. the other person. And now mm. I'm in the room, like, I, I actually share a studio with two animators, and they talk a lot, they stream and things like that, so I just kind of chew, chew it out. And I, I, and I did find, I don't know what it is in the last few years, I do find it harder to concentrate and talk at the same right. time. Um, I end up stop drawing, and I sit back, and I start talking. I wonder, yeah, I, I talk all day, but I can't decide if it speeds me up or slows me down, because uh, I definitely do get distracted occasionally, but I also feel like it keeps me working it keeps me in my seat yeah whereas if i'm by myself i get like kind of i don't know bored or something so i think it's it's just if you're an introvert or an extrovert or whatever yeah it's like you've got to find the ways to trick yourself into doing it oh absolutely because you're you're yeah honestly i don't know if i could do it if i didn't have people to talk to like i i used to really struggle to sit down like when i was trying to break in and do samples it would it would take me a long time to do them because I would keep getting up and I mean, plus it was harder than like, I didn't know what I was doing. So everything was so hard that it was like, I'd really like spin my brain out and then be like, I have to get up and not be here anymore. Yeah. I have a pretty lucky cause like, cause I'm sharing a space with animators. So they're not doing, com- actually they're, they've got a comic, got a graphic novel coming out this year, um, but they're primarily animators. So they're doing something different to what I'm doing. And we might go two or three days without talking because they're working, I'm working. Mm-hmm. But then I might have a cup of tea up here, and then they come up and we'll have it. So you kind of have optional chats when you want them, yeah. Um, and not somebody trying to talk to you all the time while you're trying to get work done. So it's it's kind of a nice. It's nice. It's like when you want to talk to somebody, you can, and otherwise you're mm-hmm. you're, you're 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 left on your own because uh, I can get distracted and sucked into you, conversation pretty easy. Do you listen to music or podcasts, or what do you listen to while you're working? Uh, it depends. Um, it depends on my mood. I had a problem. I used to listen to music, but then I spent ages trying to decide what to listen to. And then I would, uh, I, I tend to stream some TV shows that I've already watched. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Not something, that's my only rule is not something I have, I haven't seen before. Yeah. So I, I I'm, same, up, like, I'm in the same. Watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, like it's gotten so much, like I used to do that with like DVDs before there was Netflix. Now there's Netflix. Right. Um, but I, I tend to listen to a lot of um, kind of maybe like some um, political podcasts or, um, uh, craft ones, things that are mm-hmm. about an hour, right? You know, where where it's you just listen for an hour and then it's done, and then you it helps me keep track of the day as well, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of depends. Uh, sometimes it's music, sometimes it's it's something where I feel like information is going in, you know. Yeah. Um, actually, one thing I get really pissed off about now is that when I'm writing because I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, oh yeah, interesting things. I'm like, son of, a, I was going to listen to that. I almost can't even listen to word, music with words when I'm writing, so I have to just put on like tones and just sit mm. there and like. Yeah, well, I, it out. I like a lot of instrumental kind of moody stuff mm. anyway. So it's like there's like, uh, Mogwai is my favorite band, and I just stick that on. And it's just, it's just right. pure, you know, music. Like anything with lyrics is, 
is uh, is really distracting. Um, or or when the when all of a sudden the tone doesn't match what you're doing and you're like, <laughs> oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I gotta take these headphones off. Lo-fi oh, beats to chill you... and make your comics too. Well, like, some, yeah, someone I said do. you have an inking playlist. I'm like, I never thought of doing that. And then I tried looking at Spotify. I'm like, I'm gonna spend two hours doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just stick on whatever. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much how I am. Like, I, I'll listen to any. Just give me noise. Don't make me don't make me think my own thoughts. That's <laughs> <all> I <am. laughs> but no, I don't I don't uh, mind. I don't because I well it's different I guess you probably know yourself if it's layouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm well that's closer to writing. That's very yeah, yeah exactly. Very yeah. In, inking in. inking I can listen to whatever. It's like I just kind of go into a zen right uh, a, a zen mode. But it, but it, for me it's more kind of punctuating things like making sure I don't get out of the chair for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listen to something like that's what episodes are really good for that that you know yeah maybe take a break after an episode uh right. or um you know you've gone through a whole season you're not like what yeah <laughs> you know how long have i been here? <laughs> um but uh yeah I, I i'm not sure if i answered your question I, I think i think i used to have a very set way of doing things but it's i think because media has changed um the things i'm digesting are different so it's harder mm-hmm. to kind of keep track yeah i i definitely like i like a lot of things that are sort of like new things that I don't know. I don't know. I find learning stuff stimulating and keeps me focused. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just talking to people. Anyway, Griffin and Ethan, you guys have asked no questions and you've just been sitting there. Uh, go ahead and nerd out on Declan. And you cannot <laughs> talk about Star Wars anymore. You already tried God to damn it. this thing God and turn damn it to Star Wars. I do hate hearing anything about Star Wars. Okay. Okay, well, that's, wow. well you came to the wrong podcast because we yeah. exclusively only ask no, guests about well, I'm, Star I'm, Wars. One, I'm a... I'm a Star Trek fan. One and two. Okay. Is, oh, just, me too. Just, All right, we'll talk about Star Trek. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, loophole. <laughs> sure. But just in, in general, the Star Wars stuff is just uh, it's just such a horrible conversation. No matter what, no matter what you think, you think this is good or this. And like, who cares? Like, I, I actually well, you're, you're I watch really all of it, right but now. I just don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I said you're really shitting on these guys right now. They no, well, no. It, see, it, that's it, the thing is, we say it's all good. Or you don't yeah, like it, yeah. and that's fine. And Here's that's fine because we exactly. love it. Here's the two just things sh- they just want to talk about. Shut up about it is the only thing. I muted Star Wars on Twitter just because I was so. Because it doesn't matter if anything happens, the same arguments all over and over again. And I. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, anyway. off limits. Star Wars and the Snyder Cut. Do not bring either. Oh, of them fuck! <laughs> you just uh, you just erased seventy percent of pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for for the same reason, it's the same ar- ar- you know arguments. Like I I those I saw Man of Steel, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Superman Batman came out. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go see that because I. I think I have a fairly good idea that I won't like it. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain about it because I'm not going to go see it. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of my general rule. If I don't see it, I don't have an opinion. Um, True. So I just, True. you know. Well, I think you're understood. wrong and fuck you, Declan. <laughs> <laughs> you're never coming back. I don't care what Ryan says. I'm not emailing you anymore. <laughs> Actually, um, I, no. I take that back. We'll exclusively email you hate mail from now on. <laughs> hate mail about hate Star mail Wars. Yes. Yeah. Um, what if Zack Snyder did a Star Wars movie? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no. Um, I got a, Okay, I got. A, I got a couple of questions for you, Declan. Sure. Um, first being, uh, obviously, you you got this one shot here. What is it about the the story that you've brought to us and? Uh, Immortal Hulk flatline that this was the Hulk story that you wanted to use these yeah. 30 pages to tell well I needed a job <laughs> so uh, no um, uh, well no I was delighted because like uh, um, I, well, I wanted to work with Will and um, I had actually 
just caught up on the Hulk stuff because I, I kind of had hadn't been reading it for a while, and everyone was telling me how good it was. Mm. And um, I, I've known Al for years actually, but well, well before he was at Marvel. Um, and um, uh, I just really love what they've done with that book. It, I never would have thought I'd want to do a Hulk book because I've never been. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the Hulk, but I haven't like loved the Hulk. It's not like mm. um, Daredevil or anything, you know, that, which yeah, would be my, you. my, you know, something I'm a huge fan of. But um, this particular spin on what they've done with Hulk in Immortal mm-hmm. Hulk is just so twisted and cool, mm-hmm. um, and it's way, way up more up my alley than what would have been before. So it's like the perfect time. Um, sure. Uh, and I, I like the horror elements. I like the body horror elements. I like. The, the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of it, and so for me, I don't. When I'm when I'm writing, I kind of think of it from an, an artist's point of view of uh, it needs to have this, it needs to have this and this, and how can I get from there to there and make it all work? So you know, I knew I wanted some big visual moments. You wanted um, a big train blasting through a warehouse. That's, the, wall. that's the best so part. Dope. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was well, cool. Well, yeah. like, I didn't want to necessarily draw the perspective shot but like yeah. I, love, I love drawing destroyed things I love drawing rubble um, yeah. I think I wanted I would have liked to have drawn like a Hulkbuster or something um, mm-hmm. uh, but like it just didn't fit yeah. um, right it's you know, the, the, you know like Ryan will know you, there's only so much space right mm-hmm. and you got to fit some, some stuff somewhere but uh, I guess I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to tell an emotional story you know with like with any semblance of the depth that they've had in that book like the, mm-hmm. the book's amazing um, so anything close to that but also have enough big bombastic moments where you know if I'm going to draw the Hulk, draw the goddamn Hulk doing some things, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so for that was just those were the, it's it sounds very like this is the genius of writing. Um, but it was for me. I just wanted to make sure that those two things. I, I want to make sure that it was it resonated um, emotionally if I could. Um, yeah. And I I mean the the whole concept of um of how Bruce can die but the Hulk can't. I thought was really mm-hmm. interesting. And mm-hmm. um, I I liked. I had seen. Um, have you watched um, uh, what we do in the shadows? Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, so the Jackie Daytona episode. Uh-huh. Uh, was in, I'd, I'd seen that not too recently. Not too recently. I'm like, I'd like to draw an old uh, mm. redneck bar. Um, mm-hmm. uh, little things like that. It's kind of like I'd like to draw this, but you can't make it too easy. Like there's, you know, the the warehouse was a lot of work, but like the desert. It's, like, right. it's the Hulk. I can't not draw the desert, you know. So there's little things like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like that. But sorry, I'm not sure I'm answering your question at all. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's good. But um, uh, but yeah, and, and I think what they the cool thing with the, the beginning of the Mortal Hulk was it was a little bit like the old '70s TV show, where it's just like Bruce on the run. I'm like, mm. this is the kind of like the most ex- the accessible way to get in on it. So mm-hmm. I know I think there was the point of the one shots is tell a story in those first couple of years. You don't need to have read the series, but if you read this, maybe you will write the series. So that's for, for me. I I need like um, if you told me to write a, sp- a spider a Spider Man story, I don't think I'd know what to do. But mm. if you said, um, can you do a Spider Man story? But like it has to be set like in the eighties. I'm like, oh okay. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. I, I once I have like um, a box, Some uh, I can work within that box because it yeah. removes a lot of decisions that could paralyze you otherwise. You know. For sure. Right, Sorry, for I'm sure. just I'm just blabbing like that. No, 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 no good. It's, yeah. it's it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was good. The, um, I, I'm working on a pitch right now. Ooh. I'm not gonna say for what. Ooh. But I am totally paralyzed at the moment by all the. I have not narrowed it down enough, and I keep. So I, I've I've rewritten it a million times because I keep doing the thing where I expand it, and then I'm like, okay, lop all that off. Narrow <laughs> it, and I keep, well, yeah, Ryan, I, I keep I'm actually having the same problem. Like, here. I, I pitch something which I'd like to be the next thing I do. And I did it over Christmas and I handed it in. And then 
I think I watched a documentary on the character. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't have any of that in, in there. Uh, and and I'm, I think I'm trying to make it one thing that there isn't enough yeah. room for. So I'm, I've been recently thinking, like, I think I'd like to maybe ask if I can redo that pitch. Right. You know, well, you uh, know, like it's it's like uh, I think as an artist, you just think visual. So you're just like, will this look cool? Will this look cool? And then you, I, I put a bunch of stuff in there, and then I'm like, that will all look cool. And then at the end, I'm like, yeah, but like I didn't get, uh, I didn't like touch on the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like like let's face it, like it would be stupid if you didn't lean into the visual aspect because right, that's yeah, what absolutely. you're known for, you know. So. And I think the thing I did recently was like, I'm not sure I'm giving myself room to kind of break open those moments. I'm trying to make it way too dense. Um, so something should really go. Um, but yeah, I haven't talked to the editor in a, in a while, but I, I, I don't, I know if I say it, then I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time, but, um, uh, but I mean, that is a problem sometimes with those characters you love. Yeah. Like I remember Moon Knight is the thing I'm really known for. And like, I couldn't give that toss. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd read a little bit, I didn't care. That's crazy. Um, but that was very freeing because, like, when I got offered, I'm like, okay, this is my daredevil. Right. That's what that's what I'll do. You know. Yeah. Um, and and that's what made it really freeing because I wasn't all wrapped up in the the character. Like, if I got to do Spider Man, that would be much much harder. You right. Know? Um, Moon Knight was really fucking good. Oh, thanks. Man. <laughs> Ethan's read every comic book that ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, right, Ryan, if, if you I'll, need I'll help, uh, if you need help on your pitch doc, Ryan, um, yeah, Ethan and I nice. have been staring at pitch docs uh, for five, six months straight now. So I think it's safe to say we could give you a hand, mm-hmm. sir. Okay, all right. Keep asking Declan questions. Okay, <laughs> Declan. Well, no, I'm curious. So, do you do you want to write and draw? So yeah, Ethan Next and I are, are both. Oh, trying do, do to... I want to write and draw? Yeah, um, I do. Um, Nice try, Griffin. Well, that's ah! fine. I'm just trying to get just trying to get my foot in the door, Ryan. But that's but by all means. These guys are aspiring writers. They're very good. They're gonna make it. Uh, I love you. I, good I luck. Do, I you, do you. want Thank to um, uh, write and draw, but I also am enjoying working with Donnie so much because he writes the things that I would uh, write if I was that I would want to draw if I was better at writing. Yeah. So. It's hard for me to so so basically when I'm saying I'm pitching something I'm pitching something for somebody else to draw oh, okay. at the moment. So there is a day. Well, well like I, I I've done that too, and I have to say right. it's really enjoyable. Like I, I yeah yeah, yeah. It's great. So I, I wrote the thing a thing for Kyle Hotz, and I've done you know a couple times I've had somebody draw, it and I thought that was really fun. Uh, and Especially when like they hand it back and you're like it's done. Yeah, I didn't have to draw. Like, oh, holy it's shit! Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> When I drew, when I wrote this, I didn't know how, I didn't even, I couldn't even see that in my head. Uh, but yeah, no, so I, I want to write stuff while I'm drawing right now and working with Donnie. And then, uh, you know, someday definitely going to um, write and draw some stuff myself. But, you know, I feel like I have a good thing going. So I'm not do you gonna... think, do you, well, I mean, you, you do like, um, you have a really good, good, good thing going in fairness. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, do you still have the urge to create our own stuff? Like we, we talked oh, a few yes. years ago. Yes. I absolutely will do creator own in my future. Like the, there's no, I mean, that if I can is, say this, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, you keep talking about, you love working with Donnie. You love creator own projects, but good golly goodness. Are you guys ever going to work together again? No, I, I'm, only, I'm only saying this to you. I'm only giving you a bit of shit about it just because I remember we talked about it before 
Right. I, I had a, a I had a pitch going. Like it was it was it was in. It was approved. I was I was writing yeah. and. I was but it it is tough when Marvel are giving you really good stuff. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I think I think what changed for me was after Moon Knight and stuff was um, I didn't want to do a random issue of Wolverine. Right. You know, yeah. I what were you going to do then? Yeah. yeah I mean, I want to draw perfect. Yeah. Well, I want to do. I know. I want to draw Wolverine. I want to do. I want to do singular takes on characters if I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I kind of got to do that with uh, Mortal Hulk, even though it's you know part of uh, part of the run. And um, you know, like the stuff where um, you know, I'm not talking out of school. Like I did Return of Wolverine with uh, Charles, um, and it was fun. I enjoyed it, but like you know, I drew half the book and Steve McNiven right. drew the other half, and like. Yeah, that's the stuff I don't. I wouldn't do yeah, anymore. Nobody, like I, that. I, yeah. I was happy to do it because, like you know, uh, Marvel had been really good to me over the years, and they needed somebody to step in. But like nobody was buying that book for Declan Shalvey, they were buying it for Steve McNiven, and right. you know, I was like, I don't think that would. I thought it was the wrong thing to do. I was, I was, you know, happy to do it because Marvel. Uh, well, it starts to feel like a job at some point. Is yeah, and I was, I was in that place when I when I almost went and did my creator own because I I was just like that. I've told the story on here before, but. I was turning down jobs for the first time in my career. Every time, everything else I took, every every single book that I did, I was given, you know, I was offered it, said yes. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time in my career where I started to be like, this is starting to feel like work. I don't want to do this anymore. And so then I start, I, I got the pitch approved. I started working on it. And then they, you know, they offered me several things and I kept kind of not saying no. I mean, just straight up, like I did not want to do that. And then they offered the Venom thing and again, like, I still even then I was like I don't know like that sounds all right but and then yeah like I seen Declan me. do Venom and that didn't seem yeah. to do much for him <laughs> what no, I was just saying Declan killed it too much I can't do it now <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's not what happened <laughs> but uh, then I Donnie called with the pitch and I was like okay that's something that I think I could really enjoy drawing and then yeah. I you know we went and did it but yeah no I I definitely was I was feeling that that way like I don't want to do you know I don't want to do projects that I don't. I, I just want to be able to say no to things. And so, like, that's kind of where and I was And it's really at. powerful when you do. Like, I remember like, I turned mm-hmm. down an exclusive, and uh, it was kind of terrifying because... Oh, yeah, that would terrify me. I you know, know if I, I was, uh, you know, I went to an all-boys Catholic school. That's how I was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was a total teacher's pet. You know, <laughs> all I've ever done is, like, want to be a good boy, effectively. And I think I, think I, I, think I realized after a while at Marvel is that, like, just being good boy is never going to get you anywhere. Right, mm-hmm. and, absolutely. And you kind of have to be not a dick but like you just have to be forceful sometimes to get what you want and i really and you know so so (laughs) recently i talked to marvel and and they said would you be you know interested in doing anything i said i just want to write and draw Mm -hmm. and uh hilariously i have uh, completely gone back on that and i'm drawing something for a writer at the moment um, (laughs) i want to know what that is you can tell me dm me sure sure yeah it's 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 a it's a secret but um but 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 after that that's it i've just promised myself for this year um i have a marvel thing i want to write and draw and i have an image thing i want to write and draw after that mm-hmm. but now it looks like i'm going to push back the image thing because this marvel thing has come up right and it's tough because you're like i want to do stuff that like you know I, i've a couple of things i've worked on now have been um, options who knows what will happen with that and it's great having those things that you own mm-hmm. um, and i don't want it, to it's, it's difficult to go like do i go all in on this like it's clearly worked for you like i mean venom is such a smash hit you know, nobody yeah. nobody saw that coming. You know, you really. I mean, it could have it could have completely petered out, and I just be yeah, in the same sure. position. Like though, like know. most books, you know, yeah. that's what happens to right. most books. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's weird. Like you don't get any, you don't. There's no boot camp for um, career training. 
mm-hmm. with this stuff, you know. But but I, I do think taking more control over my work, i.e., coloring it and wanting to write and draw, I, I feel like that's where I kind of want to go now. I think it's 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 also about recognizing that you have value. Like I just, you know, like earlier in your career, you're just like I don't even know if I'm good at this. And then once yeah. you realize that you're good enough and that you're you know you're that they're gonna want you no matter what, then you can realize oh maybe I can not take this thing that I, well, that they just like, get like, it, it almost seemed like the offers sometimes would just come in because I was finishing a project yeah. and they were like, uh, like they'd be in a room that day and be like, well, he's going to finish that on this day. So why doesn't he start this thing? And then you were like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. But like, but, but I think I learned a lesson by accident when um, I was on Venom and I was offered Deadpool and I was liking Venom. I was, uh, I was enjoying working with Colin and I was basically getting to draw like dark Spider-Man book. Mm-hmm. which is cool i really you know mm-hmm. um so i was you know i was i was content where i was pretty much i had no affinity for deadpool i didn't care um uh and so i said um uh i don't know i said look i tell you what if i can get x colorist and i can do my own covers because that was a battle at the time mm-hmm. which is weird i counted i don't know over 200 covers now right you know? and it was a time where i was t- i was fighting to get a cover um, right and th- that was what i did i used what leverage i had i was like well i'm gonna if I could do my own covers and uh, get this colorist, uh, I'll do it. And they were like, mm, well, we're not really sure, but we let you know. Cause I was like, because I still have Venom. And they were like, oh, no, Venom's cancelled. It's like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should have led with that. <laughs> but, well, well, they didn't. And because of that, I put my foot down by act, you know, because right. I thought I had, like, I thought it was secure. Right. <laughs> it turned out it wasn't. But it was a good lesson for me because if I hadn't done that, I probably would have just said, like, uh, I probably would have taken any colorist and not gotten covers and. You know, and that, that's right. what I kind of learned. I'm like, I, I, you kind of have to put your foot down sometimes for, yeah. for your own sake, you know. This is like the best conversation we've ever had on this, this show. I was going to say, this yeah, is a very good well, Chip episode. Chip Sarsky wasn't any help, huh? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. We've had Chip on four times, and he's gotten progressively worse. It's yeah, incredible. More, more cantankerous every time, I'd say. Because you do the first one with him, and you go, oh, there's a floor on this. Okay. And okay. Then, but then somehow, each time, it's like, oh, no, there's a staircase that leads downward. I was I was worried I'd be the the poor man's Chip Sarsky, but I guess Chip is the Chip is the poor man's Chip Sarsky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, no man. Flat, Flatline is a fucking awesome piece of work, and you're a delight to talk to, man. It's great to have oh, you. Thanks, Wait, man. did you 100%. did you ask him any questions, Ethan? Why yeah, are you so did. fucking good at comics? That's my question. <laughs> I just, I just Normally, Ethan goes deep do. with his nerddom, so I, I wanted him to really nerd out on you. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I, I don't know that I had any questions. We've covered a lot. We've had a. We've had a wonderful conversation. We've yeah, I'm just delighted to get to chat. Stuff. This is like wonderful. Yeah, we can go into pop culture news. Do we want to do pop culture news, or do we want to keep going? What are you boys feeling? I don't mind. I, 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 think I think it'd be. I, I think it'd be. I think it'd be fun to just, just tell you the headlines, and you just make a sound in reaction to each one. <laughs> okay. okay. One okay. word answers. Okay. Uh, here one, we go. Well, one it's sound. Pop culture, <laughs> pop culture <laughs> okay. news. Lightning round. But pop culture news. Okay, go. Black Adam star Dwayne The Rock Johnson says that he's going to consider a presidential run, quote, if that's what the people wanted. Oh, fuck's uh, sake. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> if it's what the people want. I don't want celebrity presidents. Go on. There yeah, was a Justice up. League trailer that featured both Superman in the black suit and also the Joker saying, we live in a society. I can't Wait, believe they did this it. This was a Justice the Snyder Cut. The Snyder yeah. Cut. <laughs> okay, that's my noise. Okay, that's the noise. Wonderful. But it was a Snyder cut with Jared Leto in it, uh, and, he, and he said, "We live in a society." Um, listen, but, uh, that's right. Point, like, I'm like, 
I didn't even know that was a thing because I haven't. I didn't bother watching Justice League, so I'm like, what yeah. is he not in it? Or uh. he's not he's in it. That's it. We well, we right, previously everybody. in in the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, we did not live in a society, but now in we the Snyder Cut, we, we do. Live in, yeah, we do yes. live in a society. Canonically, we Ooh, live in a close. society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Uh, th- that's right. Within lightning round, we're in Zack Snyder news. Uh, he he uh, he was asked if about the Martha thing, and he said it was the it was an important piece of the movie and a linchpin, and that he wouldn't change a frame of anything he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> There's your sound. It's Ryan's intense laughter. That's really what he said. I, yeah, <laughs> I kind of have a lot of respect for that. Dude, yeah, it's pretty good. He's, hey, he's an auteur. He wouldn't change his frame of a single thing he's done, but he's recutting the movie. (laughs) Well, that's not his. uh, (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever As as people who've made stuff, like, you know, you probably change something. Oh, I change a lot of things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, but to go like, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm like, yeah, wow, not, I not Zach, man. Not Wait, Zach. hold on, Declan. Do you know the Martha thing, though? Yeah, it's like both their parents are Martha, and then they stop yeah. fighting or something. Like, yes, yes. Like, yes I feel yes, like yeah. I know the film already from people arguing right. about it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. one of the dumbest things in movie history. Yeah, he's doubling down on. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you uh, promised al- me you wouldn't do this to us, but go ahead. <laughs> he also said that uh, that DC turned down doing a miniseries about how Joker killed Robin in his universe. Um, so, you know, okay. that's something we'll never see, I guess. Wow, that would have been um, really interesting. I wonder what it's happened. It's the same with the, I saw the Cruella DeVille trailer. You know, oh, uh, I, that was that was a piece of our news. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, like it looks it looks very well made. But yeah. I was like, why? Let me well let me let me counter with this, Declan. Why not? You know what? It looked like counter that back. Why not not? (laughs) Oh, okay. I uh, I look at those those movies. They look so polished. It's almost like you know, like when you hear a song and it's so produced Mm -hmm. that you're like, I just wish this was a little bit like grimier and that there were like some seams in it because otherwise, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to see it now because it just looks like so factory made. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like an extremely capably made film. Right. Very good set design. Like I like I like no, it looks no really good. Spare, but, yeah. but I just I have no interest in you know what Cruella de Deville did before she murders dogs. Like right. I don't need to know her origin story. And, you know, That's you know, a really good point. Of that is uh, old episode of The Simpsons and uh Otto is looking through like all their books and he's like oh, do you have anything from the vampire's point of view <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I just, like some questions aren't inherently interesting and uh, well, what uh, if yeah, I told yeah, you like, that so it was going to be like the film Disney's itself. Joker oh well, what? Yeah, sort of the... yeah Corella Deville's yeah, going to do a cool Joker. dance down she's going to dance down the stairs to rock and roll part two is does Cruella said? does Cruella think that we live in a society? We'll find out. <laughs> oh, spooky! Does uh, did did they say that it was? They, nobody said. No, it was no, they're not officially oh, saying God. that. No, no. It just no. looked like it though. She just looked like Harley yeah, Quinn yeah, or the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Or and I do love Emma Stone. So. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Um, but we're not out of the Snyder Woods yet because uh, <laughs> what, is, what is this show? He, he, he is going to bury a goddamn Wars body in the Snyder Woods. <laughs> Snyder has conf- Snyder has confirmed that the four-hour Justice League film will have a ten-minute oh intermission. <laughs> four hours, just like baked in, even though I people can, just pause, can pause. They it. Could just pause. 
<laughs> it's gonna have an intermission. <laughs> what Four. the hell is happening? So then you know when to take a break because otherwise you're watching the movie and you're like, well, I can't go to the bathroom. I might miss something. You might this miss is... some of the goodness, Ryan. And he he's also stated heard. that he wouldn't change a frame of that ten minute intermission. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the font. He yeah. likes the length. I think, I think I remember when he was doing Man of Steel. My my running joke was it was going to be the first uh, Superman film uh, filmed entirely in slow motion. Just because yeah. after watching all yeah. that, like like some films should you know maybe speed it up a bit, not slow it down. Yeah. You know, he um, that wow. movie was so. I hated it so much. Which one? <laughs> we gotta, Man like, of Steel. We've got to do an episode on it because Ryan has only ever talked about his pure pure disdain for that movie. And Ethan loves it. And what do you do? I, hey, hold up. Hold up. Wait, what, sorry, hold which up. film? Uh, no, I Man like of it Steel. a lot. Oh, I think okay. there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Uh, he likes the, it a lot. It's, sorry. If you if like, if like there were like two scenes removed and like ten scenes added, it would be a fantastic super, Superman movie. <laughs> if it was a different film. Yeah, I think the other bad. way around, maybe. I like a lot of elements of it. Anyway. Oh, I should tell Declan that, that uh, Ethan also recut Spider-Man 3. I, uh, okay, well, a I, more accurately, I fixed Spider-Man Three. Okay, mm. Um, mm. and he he put it out online. How how long was it? Your cut? The oh, Ethan it's cut? shorter. It's like it's like it's like a tight two hours. Ryan, you're fr- thinking of my Amazing Spider-Man cut, which is three and a half hours. Yeah, That's he ma- yeah, yeah yeah. How did you <laughs> add stuff? I cut the two movies as one movie. Yeah. I, I also just did the Star Wars cut, right? He took all the episodes of the Mandalorian and, and made them into a film. Like, <laughs> Why? The good thing about that is that it's a film. I've, I've thought about doing that. I like that. You know, the good thing about that is just that it's done in one, you know, you yeah, just watch yeah, it and you're over, like, yeah, making yeah. a film. It, yeah. I but feel it, like I, I have an attitude about everything where it's like, unless there's a, an immediate reward after, I won't do it. <laughs> And so I always admire people that do dumb shit like recut movies mm. for no reward whatsoever. I, yeah, I don't Look, understand. We we yeah. we got some feedback on them. It was people it was a little gratifying. Happy. Yeah, our reward is our fans' happiness. Amen. Um, but you would have done it. You would have done it if you didn't have people. Oh, to show we it to. we did it years before we, we had. We did it way audience. before yeah. people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but eventually, it was it was nice the way it came back around, and we eventually had people that gave a shit, and we showed it to them, and they were like, "Oh, that was good," and I was like. Fuck yeah! All right, let's. Yeah. But they probably didn't so as as it. the guest, I'm going to uh, grab a bit of power here. It's two major gripes with the Man of Steel. Um, oh shit! Okay. You know, I remember saying like, "Why did he have to kill somebody?" Uh, Zod at the end. He's like, "Well, what else is he going to do? Like, cover his eyes?" <laughs> cover his eyes. That's pretty. That's pretty dumb. That's <laughs> um, pretty bad. I think, I think the more fundamental problem is I remember at the end of the film, Superman flies down and he sees Lois Lane and. You know, they shift each other. I'm like, yeah. why? These people are barely talking in the film. They have no mm-hmm. real relationship. Yeah. They only get together because we all know that it's Superman Lois Lane. But within the, within the film, these two people are there's nothing there at all. Another thing was there's a scene where I can't remember. Now it's been years. Like, oh, it's all coming back to me now. Um, <laughs> they're in the back of some helicopter, and mm-hmm. they have to turn some device to make it all stop. And it's mm-hmm. Lois Lane, and like three random dudes yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. the guy who saves the person who saves the day again lois lane main character in film three random dudes is yeah. one of the random dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lois lane can't turn on a switch and save the day yeah. oh yeah no i 
That, so my problem with it was it felt like the exact thing that you said about the Lois Lane storyline, it fits into this, which is just I felt like they weren't using a script. Mm. Like they just were like throwing pieces together and nobody seemed connected. And then the other problem I had was if you really looked at it, it just could have been a movie about any alien coming to Earth. Mm. Yeah. Who has like strength, mm-hmm. you know, like really he, he wasn't doing anything that was Superman-ish. Anyway, the Donner movie's perfect. I would say it's, I think Amen. it's a big problem with Amen. like comic translations now <laughs> that the audience is supposed to know everything. And right. I, I hate that, you know. It's actually yeah. kind of why I like the Marvel movies. They don't really do that. Um, mm. And that, you know, it's just too catered to people who know X, Y, and Z. And, and I mean, in a weird way, I think like with the Deadpool films, they kind of made fun of that in a crazy mm-hmm. way, um, mm-hmm. which, which worked. But... Um, like, 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 I, yeah, I won't, I won't crap on Zack Snyder anymore just because, like I said, I didn't like Man of Steel. I saw what Batman Superman was going to look like, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I didn't want to see it. So why mm-hmm. sign my myself? And it's so weird we're in a stage now where, like, I would kill to go see like the idea of Batman and Superman in the film when oh, I was yeah. ten, and oh, yeah. now it's just you know, meh. Uh, it's yeah, so exactly. weird. It's so weird how things have changed. Well, Ryan, you just said that the Donner movie, uh, you love the Donner movie. That was pe- part of the news uh, is that DC Comics announced sequels to Batman 89 and Superman 78 in comic form, similar to how they continue the Adam West series in comic form. Uh, and the Superman one will be set in between one and two, but the Batman 89 uh, is continuing from uh, uh, Batman Returns as kind of like a, a Batman 3 with you know Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, and, and all those versions of the characters. That's pretty exciting. That, I yeah. think, is cool. Joe Quinones yeah. is drawing that one, and, and yeah. Sam Oof. Ham's writing Oof. it, so that's really cool. I think yeah, that's yeah, that's going to look gorgeous. And it's, uh, that's Wilfredo a digital Torres. first, too, which is crazy. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah. I know Wilfredo Torres is doing the Superman one, isn't he? Oh, is he? Wilfredo Torres? I think so. Oh, wrong, that's awesome. So. That's, that's really beautiful. cool, too. Yeah. Who's writing that one? I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, Wilfredo Torres is doing Superman, written by Rob Venditti, um, and then yeah, Sam Hamm and John Quinones are doing Batman. Joe Quinones, nice. thank you. That's good shit. That's good shit. Uh, listen, what you know? What else is good shit? We got to get back to. We're, we got to finish the show, so we got to get back to you guys just making one noise answers to these, so that we can. Okay, finish sure. Sorry, sorry. Dan- Danny Elfman is reteaming with Sam Raimi uh, to score Doctor Strange, which means Tobey Maguire is probably in there. Give me your sounds. Mm. That's awesome. Danny Elfman always scores. That is not. Well, we, that's, that's, that's you're not making a, sound, a lot of Ryan. sounds, Ryan. <laughs> I meant. Uh, uh? Okay. Oh, a, a nice little, a little Tim Allen a home improvement sound. All right, all right. I like it. Uh, Gina Car- Gina Carano got fired from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go with. Uh, Ryan Johnson said that uh, Ray and Kylo Ren was always supposed to be romantic. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Face-off sequel shit. happening. <laughs> okay. Also, Paranormal Two. Activity reboot happening. Uh. All right. Cool. <laughs> Let's go out on that note. <laughs> All right. A nice. Uh, uh. Um, uh, unfortunately, just... no direct Jared Leto news uh, this week. No, Nothing no, about Morbius. Let's just go. That he was in the Justice League. 
Let's Go Leto will be pushed to next episode. Yeah, we'll have Let's Go Leto next week. More Jared Leto news. Um, Just very briefly, of course, because we're recording this on a Thursday. Of course, yesterday was New Comic Book Day. Uh, It was a big day because, of course, that's when Hulk Flatline came out. But, Ryan, you also had a comic book come out. It was called King of Black, issue number four. The penultimate issue of the miniseries here. And and how do you feel, sir? One more in the one more to go. Good feedback. Happy about it. Loved it. Mm. Great. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, do, do you have the last one drawn? Uh, I have two thirds of the last one drawn. Excellent. Ooh. Very good. Good. Uh, they add. They just added pages today, oh, really? so that was Ooh. that was fun. Okay. Well, that, that's on that scoop. So. Scoop. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's actually not. I mean, I would be. I would have been done a long time ago, but they they just keep pushing the deadline back because of COVID, and then sure. Uh, this time, I don't know why they pushed it back, but it, it had honestly had nothing to do with me. But I, the, I've just been expanding to fill the time. Like I'll sure. I'll take as long as they give me. So the issue is still if, coming if, out if, next month, if, right? Mm-hmm. April fourth. Oh, okay. okay. So we're we're little... quite a ways away. So if, you're, if you we're skipping say, March. If you don't want me saying. Um, uh, tomorrow morning, I have a book announced at Image. Um, oh, wow. I don't know when this goes out. Well, this will be this will come out afterwards, so Ethan and okay. I can keep our lips shut for. Well, it's yeah. Tomorrow hours. morning, um, I'm yeah. co-writing oh, wait, a book. Wait. Yeah, uh, go ahead. You can say what it is. Cause oh, cool. Um, yeah, um, it's um, it's uh, called Time Before Time. It's a kind of a time travel uh, action adventure story. Fuck yeah! Um, cool, cool. And uh, I'm 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 co-writing it and doing the covers. And um, there's a book out called um, uh, Next Week. It's a graphic novel called uh, Rise It in Blood. I did the cover and design for it. It's that team, but I worked with them so for the last year. I've been doing this book. Um, but yeah, it's going to be announced tomorrow. So, awesome. Who's drawing it? Who's drawing uh, the interiors? Oh, sorry. Of course. Um, uh, Rory McAuvin's writing it with me. Um, Joe Palmer is the artist. It's colored by Chris O'Halloran, lettered by um, Hassan Asmane Alao. And yeah, it's image, image, a new image ongoing. That's nice. awesome. Congrats, yeah. sir. Well, thanks. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Um, and hey, Declan, thank you so much for being with us tonight, man. Yeah, you have really, been fantastic. You. This really was a great yeah, conversation. Yeah. Very genuinely one of the Yeah, I have no problem talking. Ones. That's not, you know, clearly <laughs> Well, we'll be, sh- we'll be sure to have you back real soon when we're going to yeah. talk about, is Batman v Superman the best superhero film? <laughs> I've time to watch it now. You're like, yeah, now yeah. you got to watch. Yeah. Um, Four hours of it or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Go watch the ultimate edition and then come back sure, and we'll, yeah, we'll hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, genuinely, thank you so much. Sir. Oh no, thanks Can't for having me. To have you Cheers. back and uh, for everyone who hasn't had a chance to read Immortal Hulk Flatline yet, go down to your local comic shop safely and pick up a copy and give it a read. And of course, hit us up on Twitter with all your thoughts because we love hearing them, and I'm sure Declan would as well. Um, Ryan, anything mm-hmm. you'd like to say to? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Declan. For real, this is great. Uh, oh, cheers, I Thanks. don't often have artists on here because all the writers are blowhards, so they like to come on and. Mm. Well, I guess you're a writer and an artist, so you you there you're you go. There's the blowhards. You know? It's a yeah. blow soft. <laughs> blow soft is the term for that. Uh, right but now. yeah, that Ryan, was really one, great. So. Ryan, one sound sign off. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, okay. <gasps> that's my Rick Ross. Nice. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Stegman and his amazing friends. Everybody, you know all the usual places on Twitter at Stegman Show. I'm at Griff Sheridan. Ethan's at Tales of Sonage. Ryan is at Ryan Stegman. Uh, Declan, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Declan Shalvey. 
all at Declan Shelby. Nice. Um, you can find all of your amazing friends' network needs at SheridanandSmith.com. Whoa, a network? That's right, because we have two other podcasts that we do, including the sister show to this, Devil's Advocates Book Club with Johnny Cates and his wife, Megan Hutchinson. It's the best. And we just yeah. put out an episode about Tom King's vision. And then, of course, the flagship show of the network, Supple Boys, which is me and Ethan. And uh, we are right. nearing our landmark 20th episode. It's going to be huge, everybody. You're not quite ready for it, especially... For the incredible graphic that Mr. John Iker has whipped up for the show, no one is and ready for the for it. and for the incredible voice acting from Mr. Ryan Stegman. from Mr. Ryan Stegman as the Supplesaurus. Very, very <laughs> exciting stuff. Supplesaurus. Yes, it's He's a, made, Ryan has made his voice acting debut, and it's a delight. Oh my God, it really is, Ryan. You you want to give us a little tease of the Supplesaurus voice? I yeah. forget what it was. What was it? It's it's you just did voice. a Ninja Turtle voice. <laughs> it was just like... And nobody knows how it was you, fun. which is great. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. It's I think shit. We, have, we have fun here. We have fun here. Guys, thank yeah. you so much for listening. Ryan, do you want to hit us with the catchphrase? Oh, yeah. Uh, quit your job, chase your dreams. Wow, that that's right. fucking... That was awful. Here we go. Quit <laughs> your jobs, chase your dreams. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you next week. Stay amazing, friends. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit.